If you're ready for the word, remain standing and shout, bring it on. Thank you, Pastor Josh, Pastor Natasha, all of our team. Don't y'all know we have the best team? Aren't we blessed? Pastor Don is preaching at New Smyrna. I've already preached one time in Palm Coast. I'll preach again, but I'm glad to be right here. We're starting a new series called Hell Spells, and I have some books available in the back, or you can download it if you really want to get in the, the, the fullness of this teaching. This is a book that I wrote several years ago. Now, this is the series that the devil wishes you would not hear. Because how many of you know the devil's in trouble when we understand that we have been made more than conquerors? Hallelujah. So I'm going to jump right into this. You who are here on live stream and from around the world, God bless you. You honor us by being here. Thank you. You're a part of this family. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, quit drinking. Hallelujah. I don't know. Somebody needed that. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, I need you to say adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion. It didn't say he is a roaring lion. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I want to teach for a few minutes along these lines. Know your foe. When you understand your foe, when you understand the devil and how he works, when you understand spiritual warfare, you're in position to be more than a conqueror. So if you want to be an overcomer, just slip up your hands and you want to learn today. Father, I love you so much. I thank you for your presence that's in this room. I thank you for your goodness that knows no bounds and your faithfulness knows no end. I thank you, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, we have power over the enemy. I pray in the coming days that you will unlock your word in people's hearts. We give you praise. If you believe you're more than a conqueror, come on, give the Lord a big praise. Come on. Come on. If you're ready to know who you are in Jesus, just open up your mouth and shout one good time and give God a praise. Hallelujah. All right. Before you sit down, tell everybody today is my day. Yeah, I'm learning today. So I want to take from 1 Peter 5, 8. Peter is, of course, one of the closest friends of Jesus. And inspired by the Holy Spirit, he pens these words, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion. He walks about. <laughs> he can't even afford a car. Come on, somebody. He walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, the first thing I want to tell you about spiritual warfare is this. Spiritual warfare is real. I better say that again. I said spiritual warfare is real. And one of the most misunderstood subjects in all of the Bible, and all of Christian theology, is the teaching on spiritual warfare. And oftentimes, when subjects like this are discussed, things can get a little bit weird. They can get a little bit out there. People get strange sometimes. You know any strange people? You, you, they're sitting on your road. Come on. Leaders can get strange. Church gatherings can get strange. And the problem is... Many times, rather than taking these important topics on, much of the church ignores them and avoids them altogether. And when that occurs, there's a problem that arises because we do great harm to people within the body of Christ because people need to be armed, they need to be empowered, they need to be impacted, they need to be prepared for spiritual battle. So balance is the key. I'm going to tell you what spiritual warfare is not. Spiritual warfare is not shaking it's not shouting, it's not hollering, it's not screaming. 
If you really got power, you can whisper and the devil will run out the building. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not against emotion, but I'm telling you, when you've got power, you don't have to holler, scream, or anything like that. When you've got power, you've got power over the enemy. Now, hear me in this place. that There's no need to sensationalize spiritual warfare because it's already sensational. The fact that there is, there is a world that exists beyond this world. There's a world that has an almighty God, that has a Jesus, that has a Holy Ghost, that has angels and demons. That's amazing, and that's sensational. But you need to understand who you are in this thing. What I've often seen is so many, in so many Christian circles, and it troubles me when I see it in Christian circles, is there are manipulations and misunderstandings as it relates to spiritual warfare. I've witnessed this teaching so sensationalized in such a way that all it does is provoke public interest and excitement, but there's really no biblical accuracy there. And so here's what I want you to understand, that all teaching and all revelation on the subject of spiritual warfare must rest in the firm foundation of biblical truth. Anything else in it is, is, is inaccurate and will lead us to trouble, and it awakens fear. Now, one of the great tragedies of today's church is that there's so little teaching on something I want to talk about for a moment called doctrine. We need to get some doctrine back in the church. What is doctrine? There is power in the blood, and we believe that the blood sanctifies and saves a man. If you believe there's power in the blood, make a little noise right now. Come on. That's doctrine. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit comes upon a man and he speaks with other tongues. Are there any Pentecostal people in the house? If you believe that, give God a praise. We believe in the baptism of water. Watch this. We believe in the coming of the Lord. Oh, come on. It's nearer than it's ever been. If you believe in the coming of the Lord, just stop and praise the Lord right there. We believe in that. So doctrine is our biblical foundation. And watch this. No house or structure is able to stand without the right foundation. We got all kind of rain going on now. I, come on, y'all. I built my ark and went all the way to Palm Coast this morning. No house or structure will stand when the rain comes, when the storm comes, without a foundation. And if we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, then we need a foundation. How do we expect to stand without a strong foundation? And the strong foundation that we stand upon is not our church, it's not our attendance, it's not our religion. The foundation is the Bible. It's the word of the Lord. I'm going to say a thing. I want you to hear me very closely because I'm saying it in love, but it is true. The most dangerous Christian is the one who is full of worship but empty of the word. I better say that again. The most dangerous Christian is the one who is full of worship but empty of the word. The truth is, y'all, you can worship anything. The Bible declares it. From golden calves to human sexuality, you can worship 
anything. And people are proving it every day in America and around the world. That's why even if a church has great worship, but they don't have a doctrinal biblical foundation, the people will worship, they will praise, they will lift their hands, they will shout, they will weep, and then they'll walk right out and lie. They'll walk right out and cheat. They'll walk right out and fornicate. They'll walk right out. Come on, somebody. They'll walk right out and be racist because they are full of worship, but they are empty of the word. They're shouting, but they're shacking. Oh, it's quiet in here. I said they're shouting, but they're shacking. There's a lot of noise, but there's not transformation without the word. And what I want you to understand is I know there's a lot of noise in the world, almost like never before, that makes it hard sometimes to hear the Lord. You've got the noise of news media. You've got the noise of social media. Come on. You've got the noise of the entertainment industry. Always trying to convince us that wrong is right and right is wrong. And there are times when there is so much noise that it gets hard to hear the voice of the Lord. Can I talk to real people? Have you ever had times in your life where you feel like, God, there is so much peripheral noise going on that I cannot even hear you? The Lord spoke this to me yesterday, and I want you to write it down. When you can't hear God, read God. How do I read God? I get the Bible out. And when I read the Bible, I am hearing the voice of the Lord. When I read the Bible, I know that no weapon that is formed against me shall be able to prosper. When I read the Bible, I discover I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. When I read the Bible, I find out that there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So when you can hear the Lord, read the Lord. What you've got to understand about the devil is this, and spiritual warfare is this, it's real. It's tangible. The spirit realm is not some fairy tale. It's made up by children. It's not just superstition. What I'm trying to tell you, precious, is this. What you see isn't all that there is. There is another world besides this world, and spiritual warfare is something that takes place every day, and it's happening 24 hours a day. Young person, listen to me. It's happening seven days a week, and the devil never takes a break. He never takes a vacation. He never stops. He never eases off. The devil is at it 24 hours a day. Satan is serious about spiritual warfare, and that's why as believers, any believers here today, as believers, we've got to go all in. I don't know about you, but I'm not a part-time believer. Uh, is there anybody here today, you ain't a part-time believer. Here's what you got to understand is a part-time Christian will never defeat a full-time devil. 
but I believe that in this room today there are some folk that have made up in your mind you are more than a Sunday morning Christian you are more than a casual Christian you know who you are seven days a week you know who you are on Sunday and you know who you are on Friday and when the enemy comes against you you understand that I am a child of the living God and I'm not just a child of the living God when I'm at church on Sunday morning but even when the devil attacks and my children go crazy and my money gets funny and my body gets sick I am still a child of the living God because I am a full time Christian if you are a full time believer open up your mouth and give God a praise right now I feel like preaching a part time Christian is no match for a full time devil so if you hope to defeat your enemy and defeat the devil, you got to know your foe. And once you know your foe, your foe is in trouble. Now the Bible said, your adversary, somebody say adversary. Your adversary, the devil. Adversary is a warrior's term. And I want to tell you, don't get it bent. This is warfare. Your adversary is not your boss. It's not your ex. It's not your mother-in-law. Come on, somebody. Your adversary is the devil. And I want you to comprehend something. You need to know your foe, and your foe is the devil. And, and he's not just, the devil is not just God's enemy. He's not just Pastor Josh's enemy or Pastor Courtney's enemy. He's not just Apostle's enemy. You must understand that Satan is your personal enemy. He is your enemy. He hates you. He despises you. He is all about your destruction. You cannot sign a non-aggression pact with the enemy. Satan is your personal enemy. He is absolutely wicked. He has no redeeming qualities. He never ceases to assault you or try to come against you. He is in warfare against your family, your purpose, your destiny, everything that you have that God wants to bless. The devil is against it. He is diametric opposed to every agenda that God has in your life and it's time for you to know your foe. Peter understood this when he penned these words inspired by the Holy Spirit. He said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, warrior's term, the devil walks about, come on, he can't even afford a car, hello somebody, like a roaring lion seeking, somebody say seeking, whom he may devour. Now I love this, child of God. It said he walks about as or like a roaring lion. Didn't say he was a roaring lion. How many of you know that the devil is a counterfeiter and a masquerader? He, he's not a lion that can roar in your life with any power. There's only one lion that can roar in your life with power. And it is none other than the lion of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> Honey, I was preaching that at Palm Coast this morning and I got a revelation. It's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You know what Judah means? 
Judah means praise. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, every time Judah rises up, I'm going to roar. Every time it's the lion of the tribe of praise. If you want God to roar against the wiles of the enemy and the tricks of the enemy, why don't you open up your mouth and be the tribe of Judah right now? Come on, I dare you, if you're ready for the Lord to roar, just open up your mouth. I hear your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said sometimes they need to understand I'm not going to roar till they do. I'm not going to roar till their praise rises up like a roar. And when they do, I will come into that situation and roar with power. Somebody that's a tribe of Judah, open up your mouth and give God a Are you with me? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, what you've got to understand is this. He's got to look for people to devour. And that means if Satan has to seek whom he may devour, then there are those that he cannot devour. Come on now. If the devil could have devoured you, he would have devoured you a long time ago. If the devil could have kept you out of church, this is the message that he doesn't want you to hear. If he could mess up your internet right now, if he could knock you offline right now, don't you know that he would do it? How many times has the devil thought, I'll devour them, I'll destroy them, but when he came against you, you were washed in the blood and the angels were in camp round about you? Somebody give God praise right now that the enemy will not devour you or your family. Part of understanding and precious spiritual warfare is comprehending that the devil has limitations. Like I said, if he could have kept you out of church or devoured you or killed you, you would have been dead a long time ago. See, hell panics when you know and take advantages of the weaknesses and the vulnerabilities, vulnerabilities of Satan and his demons. What I'm trying to tell you today is this. Satan is vulnerable. And I want to take some time and unpack three ways that the devil is limited. Number one, the devil is limited by time. In other words, there's a tick-tock that the enemy is facing. The clock is ticking on the devil. And his time is just about up. The Bible said in 28, Matthew 8, 28, when Jesus came to the other side, to the country of the, of the Gergesenes, there he met two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, watch, saying, what have we to do with you? Jesus, you son of God, have you come to torment us before the time? Somebody say the time. This is powerful because even though the devil and the demons might not understand exactly when their time is up, even in the days of Christ, they knew that eventually their time would run out. 
And it don't take much of a Bible scholar to recognize that we are speeding quickly toward the end of the age. There's a limit to satanic rebellion. There's a limit to how much the devil can do. And the devil knows this and he knows he's running out of time. But I need, you need to pay attention to what the demons said. We're running out of time. They said, had you come to torment us before the time? Somebody say the time. The original Greek word here for the time in this text is the word kairos. It, it's a set time, a predetermined time, an allotted amount of time. That means there's only so much in this time. This is why demons asked the Lord. They said, why have you come to torment us before the time? Don't we have more space? Don't we have more time? Why have you come before the, the time? They knew that they had some time left and their allotted time and their amount of time was not running out yet but in real life when we move it from this context and we move it into your life here's where it gets powerful even in your life Satan can't attack you forever oh I got about a hundred people out of this big crowd I said Satan cannot attack you forever there will come a moment when his attack has to cease. There will come a moment when your breakthrough will come. You say, well, apostle, I don't really believe that because I feel like the attack is going to be perpetual and relentless. Then you need to read Psalms 30 verse 5. It says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I don't know who I'm talking to, but joy will come breakthrough will come. The attack of the enemy against you is about to wind up. The attack of the enemy against your mind, against your peace, against your family, there is a Kairos time attached to it and tell everybody in your neighborhood it cannot last forever. So your job is don't quit fighting, don't quit believing, don't quit giving, don't quit worshiping. The Bible said resist the devil and, and he will flee from you. If you believe that there are some things that the enemy has launched against you and the time that he has is running out, stop and give God a praise right now. Come on, somebody. I want you to raise your hands and just get in faith with me. Let's get a little bit radical. Declare this in Jesus' name. Say, Satan. Come on, speak to the devil. Say, Satan. Your time is running out. Give God a praise right now. Yeah. That attack is about to be over. That problem is about to change. That season is about to shift. That depression is about to lift. That sickness is about to go. That rebellion is about to cease. Come on now. You've heard me say this before, but I just want to quickly review. How many of you know God doesn't move in time? Time moves in God. God isn't bound by time. God is time. That's why Jesus said, remember on the Isle of Patmos, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha represents eternity past. Omega reps, represents eternity future. And, and, and and it represents the Greek A and the Greek Z. The alpha is the A. The omega is the Z. So Jesus basically said, John, I'm the A and I'm the Z. 
and I'm the element OP. Come on. He said, John, wherever you were, I am. Wherever you are, I am. And wherever you're going, I'm already there. God isn't bound by time. While you're sitting here on, on October 1st, he's already in November 5th. Y'all, while you're sitting here, is it October 1st? While you're sitting here in October, he's already in January, making a way out of no way. The Bible said he goes before you and makes the crooked places straight. God's straightening some things out right now. Some of you don't even know it, but there's some stuff that the devil schemed against you that God got out in front of you, and, and he took care of that before you ever got to it. I need somebody right now who believes that God might be working some stuff out in your future. Stop and give God praise because the devil's time is about up. You ready for this? So God doesn't move in time. God is time. He's time and eternity. <laughs> and then David said, had it not been for the Lord who was on my side. And since God doesn't move in time, and since God is time, I need you to tell your neighbor something. Tell your neighbor, say, hey neighbor, time is on my side. Yeah, yeah, since he is time, time is on my side. I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right because time is on my side. I got a feeling that I'm going to see breakthrough because time is on my side. I need to tell somebody right now, stop giving the enemy so much credit. Speak it, decree, and declare that time is on your side and God is going to come through at the right time. So stop right now and give the Lord praise that time is on your side. That means your fight can't last forever. The old timers used to say trouble don't last always. Come on, somebody. The second thing I want you to know, number one, Satan is limited by time. Number two, Satan is limited in power. Let, let, me, let me dive into this. It's foolish to say that Satan has all power because only God is all powerful. My goodness. That means the God who is all powerful has all power over all power. And what we have a tendency to do is to give the devil too much credit. And we act like Satan is a wicked version of Jehovah. That you got a good God and a bad God. But the reality is this. Power belongs exclusively to God. And Satan is not a wicked God who is the evil version of Jehovah God. He wants you to think he is. Satan is not an evil version of God. He ain't God at all. He is a fallen angel. Y'all, some of y'all been so worried about the devil. The devil said this and the devil said that. The devil said this about my marriage. He said that about my children. My Lord, why you want to quote a liar? The Bible said he's a liar and he's the father of all lies. 
The devil is a angel, a created being. God, on the other hand, was never created. He is the creator. He's always been. He always will be. He's the one that makes something out of nothing. And I know when I read my Bible, it was that all-powerful God that kicked the devil out of heaven. And when he kicked him out of heaven, he didn't kick him out with unlimited power. And what the devil wants to do is preoccupy you with worry and anxiety and fear. And that's not the plan of God for your life. Never think for one moment that Satan is in a threat to God. I don't want you to ever think that, the, that, that God is sitting around worried about the devil and wondering what's the devil going to do to him next? What's the devil going to God is not worried about the devil. In fact, Satan is being used by God right now. He is serving a purpose for God right now. God is using Satan right now to reveal the heart of humanity by separating the just from the unjust. Y'all, I feel, I'm trying to teach, but I feel like preaching. I need to tell you that even the devil is being used by God and the devil's great frustration is that when it boils right down to it, he knows that he doesn't have power over an all-powerful God. If you believe it, give the Lord a praise. He, the, the, the Lord is using Satan to reveal the hearts of humanity. We, we, we choose who we serve. How many of you understand that we're made in the image of God? That's why the devil hates you so much. Because every time he sees you, he sees God. Because we look like God. You want to know what God looks like? Looks like me. Hallelujah. He looks like you. So the devil is frustrated because every time he sees you, he's reminded of the God that kicked him out of heaven. But not only that, in heaven... The devil was the worship leader. He was the praise leader. And so not only did God kick the devil out of heaven, he made us in his image, and then he gave us the devil's job. You know why the devil hates you so much? Because you stole his job. I dare somebody that's not ashamed to say, I'm a worshiper, and I'm a praiser, and devil, I can do what you... In fact, we got a song to sing that the devil can't even sing. There's not an angel that can sing this song. We can sing redeemed. We can sing saved. We can sing washed in the blood. I dare somebody right now. If you want to rub the devil's in the enemy's nose and it, just begin to worship the Lord and give God praise right now and let the enemy know, I stole your job, devil. Satan doesn't have any real power. The Bible said in Revelations, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven. One angel, not a bunch of angels. One angel having the key to the bottomless pit, not the Holy Spirit, not Jesus, not the Father, not a host of angels, not Michael, not an archangel, not Gabriel. I saw an angel. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil, and Satan, 
and bound him for a thousand years. Oh, Jesus. After the great tribulation, one angel. Somebody say one angel. Not a host, but one. Not the Trinity, but one angel. Not an archangel, but one angel will bind up the devil and he will cast him into the bottomless pit. All it takes to bind the prince of darkness is one everyday ordinary angel. The devil doesn't even have the power, God help me, to defeat even one angel and then it gets even better because Proverbs 91 says for he will give his angels he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go he will give his angels charge over you I've come to tell you that you don't just have one angel but you've got angels plural that are in camp round about you and you need to stop and give God praise that you don't have to worry about the power of the devil I'm telling you that Satan's power is limited. And what he doesn't want you to do is recognize who you are and what you have. Y'all, I got to get this thing taught, but I need you to stop right now and give God praise that the angel armies of God are on your side. Open up your mouth and praise the Lord. Satan, he's limited by time. Right? There's a time limit on this fight you've been in. Devil, you're gonna, you, you can only have my children for so long. Yeah. You can only torment me for so long. Satan is limited in power. But the last thing I want to show you is this. Satan has boundaries. Yeah. Satan can't do all he wants to do because he has boundaries. God's able to say, far enough. You can't do that. If he could do whatever he wanted to do, there ain't one of us that would be washed in the blood today. But, it's under, but I need you to understand that even though he has boundaries, you can't discount the power that he does have. I'm not trying to stand before you today and teach that the devil doesn't have power. It's important to understand that not only does he have some power, limited, he's masterful at using it. Now, now let's get into this thing. Satan doesn't have the power, does not have power. Satan does not, somebody say he does not. Satan does not have power as a spiritual being to harm you as a natural being. Okay, I got three yeah, one amen, and then a, fun, a lot of funny looks. Come on. I've told you, if the devil could kill you, you would have been dead a long time ago. But this is going to be shocking for some. But it's still 100% true. De the devil, Satan, doesn't have the power to physically touch you, nor can he force you to do anything. Oh, apostle, I saw that woman, and the devil made me do it. I saw that man, and the devil made me do it. I clicked on that website. Boy, it's quiet in here. And the devil made me do it. 
I told them off, I cussed them out, and the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do nothing. Pastor, I fell, and the devil made me do it. No, baby, you didn't fall. You dug the swimming pool. You built a high dive, and you jumped right in. Oh, it's quiet in here. The reality is that the devil can't make you do anything. The power, the devil can't force you to do anything. Here's the real deal. What you've got to understand is he doesn't have the power to make you do anything, but I don't want to disregard the power that he has because when we, we look at an ugly world and we look at the mess the world is, we, we, the, the world is in, we comprehend that there is a devil who is good at using the power that he has. So how do I deal with the devil? Here it is, Ephesians 6 11. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Somebody shout wiles, not John Wilds. Come on, somebody. But the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spirit, the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. In other words, we are not fighting a natural battle. We are fighting a battle that is spiritual. And wiles in this context is defined as cunning arts, trickery, deceit. I want you to think about that. The word does not reflect even one single natural weapon. There's not one thing about this word that suggests that the devil can physically touch you. He can't punch you. He can't hit you in the face. He cannot touch you. That's why Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Satan uses trickery and deceit. His ultimate goal is to take your life and your destiny captive, and he never has to touch you to do it. He is a master of mind games. Somebody say mind games. He's the ultimate schemer. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says we need to be empowered so Satan will not outsmart us, for we are aware of his evil schemes. And the word schemes there is defined as mental perception and thought. He can't slap you. He can't punch you he can't pinch you he can't even bite you but what he can do satan cannot touch a person but he can deceive a person and that person hurts themselves and other people the devil does not have the power to touch you baby but he can deceive you but when you get your mind renewed by the holy spirit then those things that ought to work against you cannot work against you He can't touch you. <laughs> point down because the devil's under your feet. Just point down at it and say, you can't touch this. Da, 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 da. Some of y'all remember that. Satan tricks. He deceives. He misleads. He'll feed your mind and our mind with unholy and sinful thoughts. He will cause us to become fearful, deceitful, doubtful, prideful, lustful, sinful. He will use sin, chaos, trouble in our past and the actions of others to bind us up. I'm about to make a statement that the devil wishes I wouldn't make. 
Do you want to hear it? How about y'all? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear it in the back? Do you want to hear it? Here's a statement that the devil wishes apostle wouldn't make this morning. The only power Satan really has is the power we yield to him. That's the only power he's got. And when you make up in your mind, devil, I will not be depressed. I will not be doubtful. I will not be vengeful. I will not be full of unforgiveness. You put that dog on notice and you evict him from your mind and victory comes. Is there anybody that you can say, apostle, I'm not giving the devil any space in my life. No, I need you to give God praise. If you're not yielding one inch of your mind to the devil, stop and praise the Lord that your mind is renewed. I think like a believer. I speak like a believer. I walk like a believer. I act like a believer. I respond like a believer. I have faith like a believer. I praise like a believer. I worship like a believer. I pray like a believer. I live like a believer. And my mind is renewed by the goodness of God and the word of the Lord. Where God wants to awaken faith. Mm -hmm. The devil wants to deposit fear. He wants you to be full of fear. He wants you to say things like, I'm sick, and I'm getting sicker. When God wants you to say, with his stripes, I am healed. The devil wants you to think the worst is coming. The devil wants to instill fear. It'll never get better. It's only going to get worse. My husband don't love me. My wife don't care about me. Jesus doesn't even love me. He wants to fill you with worry. What if I lose my job? What if I don't, what if I don't overcome in this attack? What if something happens? What if my children struggle? He wants to deposit envy in you. Why do they seem to have it so easy? Y'all, this... Why does it seem like everything goes right for her? But I got to struggle. Why is she so skinny eating burritos and chicken wings? Where are y'all at? And I'm sucking on a sugar-free lifesaver and gaining 50 pounds, y'all. Why do they got a car and I don't have a nice car? Why do they have a house, a figure, a woman, a man? Why do they got it and I don't? It's envy and he wants to deposit in you. It's pride. He wants to put pride in you. I'll do more than anybody around here. This place wouldn't make it without me. I don't know what they're going to do if I wasn't here. I, I'm really all that, you know. I'm the best singer. I'm the uh, yeah, yeah. He wants to put self-doubt in you. Well, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not able. Uh, others are better. I'm not. You just fill in the blank. But when you get tired once and for all of the schemes of the enemy you got to establish boundaries for the devil in your own mind and put the devil on lockdown I need somebody right now who hears what apostles saying and you're ready to put the devil on lockdown give God a praise right now
Listen, young adult, you got to put the devil on lockdown. You've got to drive out that lust. You've got to drive out that compromise. You've got to drive it out. You say, how, how, how do I do it? Finally, brethren, come on, Philippians, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of a good are of a good report, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things. If you're going to retrain your mind, oh, I need somebody that's ready to retrain your mind. Give God a praise. The moment that you think on, the word think on, it's a Greek phrase. It means to meditate and make it a priority. Once you make right thinking a priority, hell panics. The devil is already panicking right now. Because some of you have got a revelation that's going to give you victory the next season like you've never seen it. But here's the deal. It's not enough to know your foe. Are you ready? You need to know what your foe knows. Don't just know your foe. Know what your foe knows. So here's the first thing. Your foe knows. Your foe knows that he doesn't have any real power. The devil knows, y'all, that he doesn't have any real power. As soon as you break the access to your mind, you break the power of the enemy. Hell's spells are broken when you renew your mind. So if you're going to renew your mind right now, give God a praise. I'm not going to think doubtful, lustful, depression. Okay, the devil knows it. He knows he don't have real, any real power. The second thing, your devil, the, the, the devil knows, your foe knows, he's on borrowed time. He can't continually attack you. You're stepping in to a Kairos moment. Somebody shout, time's up, devil. Oh, holler it, say, time's up, devil. Your time is up in my mind. Your time is up in my family. Your time is up in my thinking. Your time is up, devil. I don't give you access today. And the last thing, your foe knows firsthand of the power of God. The Bible said in James 2.19, you, you say you have faith for you believe that there are there is one God. Good for you. Tell everybody in the neighborhood, say good for you. Say good for you. You believed in Jesus. You believe in that there's one God, but watch this. Even the demons believe this. And they tremble in terror. Tremble in terror in the Hebrew, it means they stiffen up. They become paralyzed when they really see a man of God anointed by God with a renewed mind. They are extremely fearful of believers who know who they are. The devil believes. Tell everybody around you the devil believes. The devil believes you're the head and not the tail. The devil believes you're above and not beneath. 
The devil believes your children can get saved. The devil believes your body can get healed. The devil believes that there can be a hell robbing, sin killing, earth shaking revival in the earth before Jesus comes back. The devil believes in the word of knowledge. The devil believes in the word of wisdom. The devil believes the Bible. The devil believes the problem is we got unbelieving believers, but I, I just feel like there are some people here who said, Apostle, I'm ready to rise up and believe what even the devil believes. The devil believes in the rest, restoring power of God. The devil believes in the power of the blood. Look at me, young lady, young man. The devil believes in your future. The devil believes you can do it. The devil believes that you can have joy. The devil believes that crack addicts can get delivered. The devil believes that God can break sexual sin off of people. Y'all ain't saying nothing. The devil actually believes that there can be awakening and revival in the land. The, the devil believes that you can be prospered and blessed. The devil believes, young person, that you can be called of God. The devil believes that you can overcome depression and fear. But it don't matter what the devil believes. It matters what you believe. Everything that you see here, all nine campuses, we're about to add a third service to Palm Coast on November 5th. Come on, somebody, and give God praise. We're in three services in Orlando and out of room trying to figure out what to do. Last week, I was preaching in Panama City, two services packed out, third anniversary. We're already approaching 500 people in that congregation. Y'all, y'all, I'll, I'll just. Started here 26 years ago in a gymnasium with holes in it. Everything that you see here, I believed for it. I just believed God. When my children were little, I believed God that they would serve the Lord. When the money evaporated, I believed God that he would supply. Times in these last few years, when I was under such an attack, and so were many of you, but the enemy was in my ear saying, yeah, yeah, you, you, you guys won't make it back after COVID. People won't come back to church. It's too much discord, too much disunion. So I decided I'm not going to believe the whisper, whisper, whisper. I'm going to believe for the wonder, wonder, wonder. Yeah. Some of you have been hearing the whisper when you need to listen for the wonder. You gotta believe. 
And I want to tell you prophetically, if you believe, the devil will leave. If you believe, the devil will flee. If you stand in faith. Some of you here today, man, you're, you're in warfare. You haven't been equipped to fight. But if you will take this message, if you will go back and listen to it, if you'll stop by in the back, pick up a book, and get this in your spirit. There's a foundation. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be gone right now, but I need to stay. I'm about to preach in Palm Coast. But I see depression just lifting out of this building right now because somebody's thinking differently. Oh, I see a sabotaged future. Yeah, yeah, you've been so worried and full of anxiety. It's just, it's just lifted off of you right now because you said, well, the Lord is on my side. The devil is limited. Yes, yeah, some of you have been under so much stress that you can't even sleep at night. But God said, I'm, I'm lifting it off of you right now. Some of you have been so worried about your marriage that you can't even hardly make it. But God said, I'm, I'm taking the stress out of it right now. Some of you have been so worried, so constrained, so concerned about your children. But the Lord said, right now I'm lifting it off of you and you just speak the word and renew your mind and say as for me and my house we will serve the Lord oh if you're in attack right now you, you just need to raise up your hands and lift up your voice and say I'm more than a conqueror the Lord is on my side no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper oh he's making a way some of y'all are facing something this week but he's already out in front of you Jesus is making the crooked places straight time is on your side oh if you believe that time is on your side jump on your feet right now and give God a praise come on you don't need to rush out of here today if you'll stay in this moment God will deliver you if you'll stay in this moment God will push back the attacks of the enemy oh Nobody move for a moment. Pastor Josh, get ready to come up here, son. Here's the reality, y'all. I was so careful. I was in Nashville. I've been in Goldsboro, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia. Last week in Panama City. This morning in Palm Coast. Here I am in Ormond, still punching the devil. Come on. But I knew in my spirit that the Lord had assigned me to preach this message, this series. How many of you are not going to miss a day of this series? Come on, you said, Apostle, I'm going to grow in the Lord. I'm going to expose witchcraft in the home and witchcraft in the church. We're going to expose the enemy, and there it is. I said, Lord, I want to be very careful that I don't exalt the devil. Because I'm not scared of the devil. I've seen so much that's been sensationalized in the last season. I am not afraid of the devil. He could have took me out, don't you? He could have took me out already. I'm not here to exalt the devil. 
I'm here to expose him. If you feel like maybe, just maybe, the devil got exposed today and you don't just know your foe, you know what your foe knows. Open up your mouth and give God praise that your mind is being renewed. Pastor Josh, I want you to come. I feel miracles all in this room. I feel wonders all in this room. I feel salvation all in this room. I, feel, I sense it at your house where you are right now. Hallelujah. Pastor Josh is going to close this out, but there's going to be such a move, such a manifestation. There's going to be so much deliverance. Don't you rush out. Some of you have been having family issues, financial issues, faith issues. Some of you have been dealing with continual friction. Hallelujah. But today, God is renewing your mind. He's renewing your mind. Come on, son. Come on, just slip up your hands. Slip up your hands. Slip up your hands. Come on, we have just a few minutes left. Slip up your hands. The Bible says this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, yourself, yourself. You present you a living sacrifice. And then the Bible says, and do not be conformed to this world, but then you will be able to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What I feel like what's about to happen in this room is there is an opportunity to present you, yourself, uh, yourself with those thoughts, yourself with those ways, yourself with that mind. And when you begin to present you, God is going to go to work uh, and he is going to begin to transform your mind and your heart. With your hands lifted right here you say in this room pastor josh uh, there is a couple things on my mind there's a couple things in my heart there's a few things in my life that have been disrupting me they have been tormenting me they have been pushing me into places i never wanted to be thinking about things i never wanted to think come on with your hands lifted right here right now begin to present yourself uh, not the fake you not the church you not the you that's not authentic but come on can we be honest right now can we be really real right now about where we really are I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit in this room right now come on take 30 seconds and begin to present yourself God it's me this is the real me the me that's having bad dreams the me that spends succumbing to anxiety or depression or fear or worry and while you're presenting yourself uh, I want the prayer team to come hurry prayer team hurry hurry I want the prayer team to come now I feel like there's about to be tremendous breakthrough as we put ourselves on the altar, as we put ourselves in position, God is going to work. He's going to move. But I hear the Lord say, present yourself. I beseech you, brethren, present yourself. Here it is. This is the moment. This altar call is for depression. This altar call is for people who have been tormented by anxiety. This is for the people who have been tormented by fear. This is for the person in the room who has heard the whisper. They're already coming. Who have, who have been hearing the whispers of the enemy day in and day out. God is about to liberate your mind and the enemy is about to be defeated. They're already coming. So if I'm talking to you right here, right now, get out of your seat and get to this altar. Hurry. Hurry, this is your moment. God has set up this moment just for you. Come on, don't you go without getting free. 
don't you go without getting a touch from the Lord. I hear the Lord saying, put yourself on the altar. Put yourself back on the altar. God knows who you are. He knows what you're fighting. Real soft for a second. I want to minister this. Nobody leaving for just a moment. I also hear the Lord say, there are people who have been in a perpetual fight. It's day in and day out. It's moment after moment. And one of, our, one of our staff members said it in prayer this week, and I believe it was even for this moment. The only relief you're getting is when you sleep. From the moment your eyes are awake, I feel the Holy Ghost. You are under torment day in and day out. Get to this altar in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm not even trying to put flowery words around it. God has seen you and he has tried to let you know today there can be an end to the torment in your life. Come, who am I waiting on? I'm waiting for just a few more people. Now I'm about to release this altar team to pray. I want us to take 30 seconds. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I want us to pray in the Holy Ghost all the way across this room. If you pray in the Spirit, come on, begin to pray in the Spirit. I feel something breaking. I feel demons trying to hit the door. I feel the enemy is on the run. We are pushing back the darkness in your life. Prayer team, are you ready? Come on, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. All across this room, come on. It may not be you today. But it might be you in another day. It might have been you a couple days ago. Pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. If you're watching me online right there, the Spirit of God is beginning to invade your room, your living room, your car. He's coming right there to where you are. Come on, just a few more seconds. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm about to release this prayer team. Come on, as you pray in the Spirit, come on, you are vanquishing the enemy the Holy Ghost is there it is there it is don't you stop now don't stop now come on pray 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 I feel it breaking now go ahead prayer team lay your hands lift your hands in this room the Spirit of the Lord is here angels are in this room come on Pastor John while they're praying let's worship all across the room freedom is here Freedom is here. Come on, sing the song of the Lord. Come on, lift your hands. Even in the balcony. Even in the sky. Here it is. Yes, Lord. Close your eyes, lift up your hands, and sing the song of the Lord. God is intervening. God is moving. You don't have to go another day. You don't have to go another day. Spirit of God. Every demonic spirit I push back on now. Leave in the name of Jesus. Come on, close your eyes and lift up your voice in your hands. Join the song. 
join the song of heaven right now. We say there is freedom. take a second and push back on the darkness I have never seen on the, even on the television more demonic come on y'all more demonic attack or agenda or movies or entertainment that has been designed to open doors and push people into places they are not designed to be the Lord showed you something why don't you take just a second I was here praying, ministering through these altars, and I specifically keep seeing this imagery of a Ouija board. And if you've dealt with it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is not a time for you to act like it's not a big deal because God wouldn't have walked you into this moment if it wasn't a big deal. If you've been in this room and you have been encountered with recently or even in years past Ouija boards, I want you to wave at me if you've engaged with that. Look at, listen, look, Pastor Josh. All right, if you have been messing with Ouija boards, I see hands all over this sanctuary. A part of that prophetic word that was released was that there was a group of people that know not what they do, but there is a group of people that do know what they do. If you have been dealing with Ouija boards in any level, I want you to get out of your seat and come and meet me down here right now. Come, I want you to come. All of you who raised your hand, don't be shy, don't be bashful. Come and meet me right here, right here. AP, will you wave your hand? Will you wave your hand? Come on. Keep coming. I saw so many hands. Don't, don't miss your moment or you'll live in anxiety. You'll live in fear. You'll live in confusion. You'll live in depression because that's what that witchcraft stuff is sent to do. It is sent to confuse you and to torment you so that the enemy will continually steal, kill, and destroy everything God has given to you. Nancy, I want you to tell her to lift her hands. Lift your hands, sweetheart. Come on, while he's ministering to this, I now know why the Lord told me to pray for us to pray in the Spirit. I don't, I don't want to prolong this moment, but I want us to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost all over again. Come on, begin to pray in the Spirit. 
I want us to even sing in the Spirit. Come on, there is something shifting and happening in the hearts and lives of people. The freedom that's being released right now is not a fake freedom or a false freedom. It is a forever freedom being released for who the sun sets free is free indeed. Come on, help us be a part of the ministry today. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost, sing in the Spirit. Whatever you, come on, that's it, church. That's it, church. Devil, we bind you now. Every demon, we bind you now. We break your hold now. In the name of Jesus, we declare absolute freedom. Freedom from curses. Freedom, Lord, from witchcraft. Freedom from bondage in the mind. In the name of Jesus, our foe is defeated because Jesus is victorious. I plead the blood of Jesus now over this people, over this congregation, and I declare no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. Come on, that's ministry right there. That's ministry right now. Come on, slip up your hands. All right, you ready, Pastor John? That's it. Let's sing it to Jesus. We said...
this is what we're going to do. That's right. I believe that today is a day of warfare, but a day of victory. Praise be to God who always causes us to triumph. This is what I want us to do before I pray, before we leave, before we go anywhere else. I believe there is a victory shout in this house that is about to do more damage to darkness than you can even fathom. It is the shout that says he has already defeated the enemy and since I be in Christ and since I'm one of him, victory belongs to me. Is anybody ready to believe this kind of, for this kind of victory in your, in your family? Yeah, your mind, your heart. Are you ready? On the count of three, let every devil and every demon know. Let every angel, let every heavenly host know that today victory is ours because of Jesus. Are you ready? One, hallelujah. I feel it. Some of y'all gonna shout and get healed. Some of you gonna shout and anxiety's gonna leave. Are you ready? Two, three, somebody. Give the Lord a shout. seconds uh, to magnify the Lord, uh, to glorify the King. Uh, he is exalted. There is nobody like Him.
Reach over, reach over. Y'all, I feel revival in the room this morning. Some of y'all ain't been able to dance like that, jump like that in months, in weeks, in days. But when he comes, the enemy goes. And when the enemy leaves, you have permission to lose your mind out of gratitude and thanksgiving. I want you to reach over and put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Here's what I know about freedom. It's only known when it's expressed. Don't just say you're free. You have to show you're free when he sets you free. We're going to take the last 60 seconds. And I believe your hands that are free hands now. And your prayers that are free prayers. And your mind that's a free mind now. I believe there's about to be healing signs, wonders, miracles to the hands of free people in this room. So we're going to close this service like this. We're going to take the last 60 seconds and we're going to pray one for another. I want you to pray healing. I want you to pray hope. I want you to minister. Are you ready? Come on, take 60 seconds and begin to pray one for another right now. Come on, let the Spirit of God lead you and use you. Come on, you're not the same you now. Father, we release healing. We release power. We release glory, person to person, man to man, woman to woman, child to child. We declare, Lord, favor and blessing and anointing. We declare hope and joy and peace. Come on, you got 30 seconds, pray for each other. Father, we declare this next week is a week full of glory. We declare this next week is a week full of good sleep and rest. We declare, Lord, that open doors in this next week. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You got 15 seconds. know but God's using your hands right now it's your hands it's your words thank you Jesus something's happening something's happening in here something's moving in here so I feel the glory of the Lord I'm not I'm not shutting this down <laughs> not not right yet I'm looking around I see real prayer and real victory happening all across this room 
you're watching me online, in the name of Jesus right there where you are, the same glory and the same anointing that's in this altar and in this building comes right there where you are. And I declare freedom in your living room, freedom at your kitchen table, freedom in your cell phone, in the name of Jesus. You know what the Spirit of the Lord just whispered to me? In this series and in this month, you are about to see the works of the enemy be absolutely and utterly destroyed in, your, in front of your very eyes. Hear me. What I see in my heart and my mind via the Holy Ghost is not only do I see it happening in your personal life, but I see it in the nation of America, a great exposure and the falling, come on, I'm just talking about the Holy Ghost, and the falling of the works of the enemy. In the next few weeks, watch, God says, for I will bring the enemy's works to nothing. I will cause them to become rubble. And then out of that, I will raise up my church as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, with light and with answers and with power. Get ready, church. Our hour to shine has come. This is our moment. Do you believe it? Pastor Christian, I want you to come up here and close us in prayer. Man, if this is just week one. I said this is just week one. If God touched you today in some type of way, why don't you wave at me just to let me know how the word, yeah. If I were you, I'd get everybody you know whether they are saved or not saved in this building. I believe that this month we are about to see the enemy absolutely destroyed. Now here's the deal. If you're a first time guest after Pastor Christian prays, we wanna meet you straight out those doors to the left. But I'm thankful for the power of God in this room today. Pastor Christian, would you pray to close us today? Come on, lift your hands towards heaven all across this room if you will. Father, oh, I thank you for the anointing that's in this room right now. And Lord, I thank you for the spirit of burning that is in this room. God, I pray, Lord, in this series, Father, as you expose the works of the enemy, Lord, burn out every remnant or every aspect of its influence in our life. Lord, I pray may our hearts and minds, may all that we are burn for you like we never have before. Lord, I thank you that your word teaches us that you have sent forth your angels as ministering spirits, but Father, you make your ministers as flames of fire. Lord, I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice that Lord we're walking with a fresh fire Lord we're walking with a fresh zeal we're walking with a fresh passion Lord that this new series is unlocking a new season and a new seal of the anointing of the Holy Ghost Father I thank you that when we go today we're going in your grace we're going in your peace and we're going in your power not by might not by our power but by the Holy Ghost we thank you for it in Jesus name Calvary if you receive it can you lift up a shout today we love you we bless you we'll see you next Sunday for week two of Hell Spells go tell somebody what the Lord did today
next week. We love you. Go with Jesus. Thanks for watching the message. I'm sure this spoke to you. Here's what I want you to do. Why don't you subscribe to this YouTube channel? That way, every time there's a new message, you'll get to hear it. Also, many of you have watched this. Some of you watch on a regular basis. Why not take time? And so, you can give at calvaryfl.com. You can give on your phones, and you can be a part of helping us take this message around the world, the message of hope, the message of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you back here real soon.